This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 7.34 on this Sunday morning. Every year in this month of April, BC Transplant shines a light on the ongoing efforts to raise awareness for organ donation right throughout BC. Each year, this is the month that's dedicated to sharing stories about organ donation, about raising awareness about the benefits of organ donation, and just how crucial transplantation can be for people who are on the waiting list. So today is marking the kickoff of National Organ Donor Awareness Week, and we are joined now by Susan Harrison. She is on the line to talk a bit more about this. Susan, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me this morning, Jill. Well, tell us a bit about your uh, history, your past, uh, when it comes to uh, organ donation. Uh, Well, this transplant journey began for me just following my 40th birthday when I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune liver disease that mostly affects women. There was no cure and no treatment for the disease, and I was told at the time that I was diagnosed that um, they'd monitor my blood levels, and when I had about one year to live, I'd be placed on the waiting list for transplant. And and so just one day you 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 woke up and and things something was off and and from that point on, yes, I I was a perfectly healthy, very busy working mother, and I became very itchy all over and thought I had an allergy to something. Went to the doctor and he ordered a blood test and I was actually in liver failure, and didn't even know it. And this came as a huge shock to my husband and I. I, I, was, I was just, as I said, a very healthy person. Um, in the beginning, when, when I received this diagnosis, both my husband and I thought they'd made a mistake. But soon after, I did get sicker and sicker and had to begin letting go of things in my life that I loved. And um, my disease basically progressed slowly over the next seven years. And in the end, everything crashed much faster than anybody could anticipate. By the time we saw the transplant surgeon, he said he was very sorry. He thought it was too late and didn't think they'd be able to find a donor in time. At that time, they hadn't been able to do a transplant for over two months as there'd been no donors. Five days later, I landed in emergency, and I knew it was the end. I was preparing to say goodbye to my husband and our children when in a moment everything changed for us when my donor family came forward, really in their very worst moment of tragedy, and made that difficult decision to reach out to save lives. And what happened at that point when when here you are in the hospital, like you said, ready to to say goodbye, and then you get the news that there is a donor? Well, things were very, very bad for me at that point. In fact, I I was on life support, and my my whole family, I have a huge family, I think there were 17 people at the hospital preparing to say goodbye to me. Our youngest daughter was only 16. I wasn't finished raising my children. And I was battling for my life. If my donor family had made a different decision that day, I wouldn't be here. And for me, when 
I was in the hospital that day. We had already been told that it didn't look like I had a chance. And for my family, once they knew that they had a liver for me, the doctor still told them that unless they could stabilize my condition, that precious liver would have to go to someone else. And the doctors worked on me until 3 in the morning when they finally came to my husband and said, okay, she can have the transplant. We knew, I remember my husband telling me after that it was so important for me to survive because we understood what that meant, that another family had just said goodbye. And it was so important for me to survive so something good could come from that. We understood that, what that felt like. And, and looking back at that now, that, that was that was it 15 years ago that happened? Yes, almost 16 years. And, and things have changed as far as uh, the technologies and, and surgeries and, and what, what doctors and that can do. Uh, but what hasn't changed is the need, I suppose, for people like that family to make those decisions and to make sure uh, they've registered or to make sure, I guess, there's the awareness uh, of how important this can be. Yes. And, and the thing for people to understand is just talk to your families about your wishes so that nobody is in that horrible position in their worst moment of grief trying to figure out what you would want. You can imagine what the donor families go through when they're asked and they don't know what their loved one wanted. Often people understand they know their their family members and most people want to help others especially in, in British Columbia, where we are a society that wants to reach out and help others. But when you're faced with that, it, usually in organ donation, it's always a huge tragedy and shock. An accident or, or something terrible has just happened, and then to be faced with a decision on top of it. You know, we, we can't take our organs with us when we die. Why not leave this world a hero if a tragedy occurs? And and what has your life been like as far as we know? It's it's not a cure. It's a, it's a treatment for people who need transplants. So what has your life been like? Like you said, as this disease uh, progressed, you said goodbye to a lot of things in your life that you loved. What was life like post-transplant? Well, I, I had always been a runner before my transplant, and it was my dream to run again. Um, the first year following transplant was very bumpy. I, as, you, as I said, I was very, very sick, and it took me a long time to get better, more than a year, but I kept trying to run again, and finally, by the time I was a year post-transplant, I was able to jog slowly, and um, what a feeling that was. But more than anything for me was just the the fact that my husband and I were able to finish raising our our daughters and I've been present in the lives of my children. We now have six grandchildren. We've been married for 43 years. Every day for me is just a celebration of being alive and, and having all the blessings that life can bring. And 
people that that donate their loved ones' organs, they're they're not making the recipients' lives better. They're saving our lives. You don't get on that transplant list unless you're dying. It's your only chance to live. I believe that organ donors and their families are the most unsung heroes in our society. They just walk quietly amongst us never asking for anything in return. I'm so, so grateful. I don't really have words to say how grateful I am to my donor family for what they did for me and for my family. And the ripple effect of my daughters are now good people in our society, doing good work, and and that has a ripple effect to everyone they help. And and I just think that's what this is really about. Well, Susan, I appreciate you so much coming on and sharing your story uh, as as they kick off. Uh, it's a donor organ donor awareness week, but it's something uh, I'm sure we need to be aware of uh, all year long. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope people hear your story and, like you said, have that conversation with your family, so nobody is in that position uh, of going through a, a horrible event and, and capping that with not knowing what to do. Thank you very much, Jill. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.